So hello everyone and welcome back to Ideas for Impact. I'm really excited about today's guest as she spends her time helping entrepreneurs and innovators making an impact. Uh, Tanya D'Amato currently serves as Director of Greenhouse, an innovation community for students and community members who want to create impactful ideas and ventures that generate social and, or environmental change. Uh, Greenhouse runs within St. Paul's University College at the University of Waterloo. Um, but before we get started into career, I kind of want to get a better understanding of her journey. So the first question I wanted to ask you is, what did your parents do for work and how has that affected you growing up? Okay, well, it's great to be with you today, Elizabeth. Um, I saw this question and I kind of went, well, my parents have had multiple jobs and careers. <laughs> so maybe I'll just, I'll highlight some of the ones like growing up as a, as, you know, in the early days. Um, my mom was a school teacher. Uh, so she taught um, home economics and uh, family studies um, and the like. So she kind of came from that background, um, teaching and engaging with students um, and also was a, a, a creative person as well. She still to this day continues to make like her own clothes. She's like she sews and things like that. So I was exposed to sort of uh, creative elements on that side as well. Um, and then with my dad, he was more, um, he's more of a, I guess, a new Canadian experience. He came to Canada um, from Italy when he was 14. So he had to very quickly pick up English, <laughs> find his way in the world. And he ended up, um, he ended up taking a, a technical degree where he had multiple jobs in like mostly in, in manufacturing where he was kind of like the efficiency expert. So we look at processes and try and find ways in which to reduce wasteful practices, you know, these sorts of things. Um, he was also someone who, um, who would make things as well. So he built my first tree house. Um, so kind of encouraging to get outside and build things that way. So I'd say like that was probably a pretty significant influence on, on my dad's side of things as well, but very much, uh, you know, new Canadian experience where you've got to, you know, you've, you've got limited resources and you've got to make, make your way out in the world and you don't know where, which path you're going to take, right? And so I think right. that that also influenced my, my upbringing as well. So that's really interesting looking at kind of working with people and starting ventures and, and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So the other question I wanted to ask you is you went to the University of Waterloo for your undergraduate degree. So how does it feel now to be back working with students <laughs> sort of in the position that you were in? Yeah, well, it, it's it's really neat, actually. I'll tell a little story of just um, how I got to the university, back to the University of Waterloo. So as you rightly pointed out, I did my undergrad. And at the time, I did my undergrad in environment environmental studies, but I also did a joint degree with economics. So I was probably this, I was very much this odd duck in that all my economics classes, there were none of my environment friends. And then in all my environment classes, there were none of my economics friends. So I was always trying to blend these two sort of worlds together, right? And kind of trying to create greener businesses, that kind of, that was sort of my orientation. Um, and I went out and did some of that work uh, professionally for a few years. And then I got a call back from the University of Waterloo back in 2013. Um, they, they were holding an environment and business pitch competition for students. And they wanted someone to come in and sort of share their experience, entrepreneurial experiences with the students while the judges are in the back rooms deliberating on, you know, who gets the prizes kind of thing. And so, you know, I, I said, sure, I'd be happy to come in. I think the night before I had to come up with 
okay, what am I going to say? Like I didn't have a pre-planned slide deck or anything. It was in a talk that I was accustomed to, to putting forward. So it was kind of an interesting the night before just reflecting on, yeah, how did I get started on my own? Like, you know, creating a path and um, build, building something, right? And as, you know, as weird luck, right place, right time circumstances happened, uh, that day when I shared my story uh, in front of an audience, there was actually someone there from St. Paul's University College, which is one of the affiliated colleges at UW. And they were starting to think about what if we create this? We're interested in creating an innovation community for students that want to, you know, want to enact social or environmental change. And they were in the early stages of trying to figure out, well, who could help them do that? So here I am in front of this group of people, mostly students, and sharing my story on getting started and how, you know, how uh, embracing an entrepreneurial mindset really like opened opportunities for me and whatnot. And while giving that talk, little did I know someone was in the audience going, hmm, I wonder if this person might be able to help us out in building this thing. So after that presentation, start chatting with a variety of people, seemed to go over really well. And then I had, I, I had the conversation with uh, the person at St. Paul's. And, and I just remember it was a quick two-minute conversation that led to a lunch afterwards, which was, you know, oh, what's St. Paul's doing these days? And saying, I want to create this new community for students. And my first reaction was, oh, I wish I had that when I was an undergrad student, right? Like just that opportunity and that level of support to start projects and move things forward. It was just never something that was available when I was an undergrad. And I thought, oh, that sounds like amazing. That, that would have helped me out a lot. And then I said, well, you know, how can I help as an alumni? I'd love to help support this in some way. And so um, things came together from there. We had a lunch and next thing you know, um, they're asking me to build this program for them that ended up, you know, evolving into what it is now. So pretty neat. Um, it's also just really neat um, working with students. So, you know, now that I'm no longer 20 something, I still feel 20 something <laughs> just by the fact that I'm working with them, right? Which is great because it's, it's that whole mindset of, you know, um, wanting to make change happen, taking risks, being creative, thinking outside the box. I think as we get older, um, we tend to lose, lose uh, we don't have that pressing need to, you know, take risks anymore. We tend to kind of do the safe thing, um, you know, and we get comfortable, you know, and entrenched. And it's always great to be surrounded by people that are trying to make things happen. It just keeps, it keeps you young and it keeps you motivated to want to make, make change happen as well. So I feel very lucky to be in the role that I'm in. Before we go on to a little bit about what your role is, can you give us a little bit about what venture you started and what the journey yep. like was for you? Yeah, for sure. So I would go back to some of my experiences as an undergrad. So because I went to the University of Waterloo, we had the opportunity to do co-op experiences, right? So, you know, four month placements in various spots. And at the time I, I was involved in a lot of different work opportunities that were about how do you make products and services uh, more sustainable? So like, can you switch out this cleaning product for something that's more, um, less harmful, that has less um, less toxic substances in it? Can we, you know, create a new program that will reduce food waste? So I was involved in these different types of work opportunities um, through co-op experience. 
And then similarly, I got involved in a, a national non-for-profit after graduation that focused on what was called at the time cleaner production and consumption. So again, like how do products and services get built, but also how they get consumed. And, you know, after working several years in that space and, and working with a variety of organizations and businesses, uh, a colleague and myself got the itch to say, you know what, we want to start our own thing, but focus on um, the consumer side. So, um, so we started a venture called My Sustainable Canada, which had a a mandate to basically like vote vote with your dollar. So for everything that you buy, having that mindset of, you know, um, supporting local, supporting products that have kind of a closed loop to them that are less harmful um, or even, you know, make the environment better, right? Um, and when we started on that journey, we initially thought, yeah, we'll work with individuals, consumers. And we quickly realized that the, the, um, the impact that we were wanting to see, but also um, to kind of financially sustain what we were trying to do, it made more sense actually to work with organizations. And so we ended up working with groups that that buy products and services. So for one example is there's a, a group buying um, organization that buys products for you know 25 plus hospitals in Southern Ontario. We work with organizations like that to say, okay, Let's see if we can, you know, for example, look at the food purchases and actually localize them more and support local growers, right? And all this kind of work. So we quickly found more of a path that way. So it wasn't working with individuals, um, individual consumers rather, but organizations on how do you how do you leverage the power of the products and services that you're looking to buy and really move the marketplace forward, right? So that you can better support these these ventures that are they're trying to do business in a different way you talk about the change between like individuals to organizations mm-hmm. having to make that shift in mandate was that very difficult and what was that process like I don't know if there's yeah. anything to, speak to there yeah well it, it you know it, it like, like with any sort of venture that you're first starting and I also see this in my students as well like you have a general idea of the type of problem you're trying to solve And then you're trying to go out there and test like value propositions. So what are you offering that actually um, addresses that problem? And the problem, you know, didn't necessarily change too, too much. It was still that broader question of, you know, how do we help people make more informed purchasing decisions? We just ended up changing our um, sort of our target uh, customer group, if you will, right? So instead of households, it was just scaled up to, okay, it's more larger organizations and, you know, how they go about making purchases and supporting them in that way. Um, So it wasn't too much of a shift, but this is what happens when you start a venture. Like you have a concept and you test it out and then you learn insights from that. And sometimes you unearth um, just through that engagement, you unearth an even bigger problem or an even bigger opportunity. And I think that's sort of the path that we ended up taking was like, there's a bigger opportunity to be had here uh, versus um, trying to go at the grassroots level and working with households. So interesting. Okay. And then yeah. we'll shift gears more into what you're doing now. Um, mm-hmm. So can you give us an overview of what you do with Greenhouse um, and some of the programs that you run through that? 
Yeah, yeah. So for everybody who's listening to this, when you first say or think of greenhouse, you think of a literal greenhouse, right? Like growing food and all these sorts of things and plants. And really, it's meant to be um, it's meant to be a metaphor, right? For you know, planting seeds and getting them started. So if you think of like our, you know, using that metaphor, take carrying it forward. Basically, our students are like seedlings, right? They come in with a seed of an idea and, and we're there to kind of support them and actually um, growing it to a vision in which they want to, you know, want to move it forward. Um, so we have three uh, core programs that we operate to support students sort of in that, in that journey. Um, the, the one program that's been with us since the beginning, since 2013, uh, is Social Innovators in Training. And this is really geared around individuals that have that fire in the belly, right? They'll come into the program with either like a lived experience on a problem that they want to solve that might be deeply personal to them, um, or they picked up some lived experience through their volunteer work or, or through their work experiences where they have an insight into a problem that they want to solve, and to some degree, like um, a bit of an idea on how they might want to solve it. And sometimes I describe it as students will come in with a mound of clay, and depending on how long they've been engaging with that mound of clay, it might have a bit of a shape, or it might just be a blob when they come in. And then our whole goal is to help them shape it more, right, and get it out there. Um, so Social Innovators in Training, 12-week program, we run it every term, so you know, fall, winter, and spring. And, um, and through that 12-week program, they not only build um, knowledge, but more importantly, how do they take action, right? So um, they have a customized set of milestones to kind of get them to their next steps and access to networks and coaching, as well as um, funding to get their idea off the ground. Um, so that's where we started with Greenhouse. And then we created these other um, two programs, uh, recognizing emerging needs in the space. So, um, so workplace innovation, a little bit of a different spin on this is that it's more oriented towards students that want to, um, want to make a meaningful change uh, out in the community, maybe don't want to start something on their own, um, and don't necessarily have a burning desire to start a venture that they have to financially sustain, but want to make a meaningful um, difference. And so the way we've constructed that program is we've gone out into the local community, but also the broader um, community of organizations that we have relationships with. And we say, you know, what are your, some of your innovation challenges that, that are quite um, pressing and sort of consequential to your the future of your organization, the future of the programs that you're trying to run? And let's put those innovation challenges in front of students and let's recruit students um, across disciplines um, so students also have the opportunity. So if you're in health sciences, you have an opportunity to work with, you know, engineering students. You have an opportunity to work with um, students in arts, for example, or environment. Um, and you get some training as a team on um, just the mindset of, you know, design thinking and problem solving. And you get direct engagement with that host organization, you know, access to talking to people, access to um, data that might inform, further inform what the, uh, the extent of the problem that they're looking to solve is. And then you get this sandbox as well of, as you're coming up with ideas and prototypes, you can actually go back and start to uh, meaningfully 
test and engage with that organization to see if that solution might might be a good fit for them in some way. So that's workplace innovation. And those engagements tend to be um, anywhere between four to eight months. Sometimes students carry them on beyond that. And sometimes they end up, uh, it's not the intention, but sometimes they end up spinning out a business out of it as well, because they've unearthed an opportunity that has a bigger um, potential impact. Um, so that's the second program that we have. And then the third uh, program is Indigenous Entrepreneurship. And we've started to build that out in the last year. We have an Indigenous Entrepreneurship Program Manager who's leading that. And the whole intention there, again, is to um, support students that have ideas, whether it's ideas that um, and problems that they're looking to solve within their community, or they've got, in general, business ideas that they want to um, launch, launch and need support with. So, um, so that's the third program, and we're very excited about that one in, um, in particular, just because it's an opportunity for us as an institution to, you know, contribute to economic reconciliation, which is um, definitely a, a, you know, a meaningful way that an educational institution can contribute to that space. Um, and yeah, so um, and we're just on the cusp of, of having that program uh, be significantly scaled up too. So there'll be a lot of like really interesting and exciting things to report in the years to come um, as a result of getting that program off the ground. Awesome. So focusing on one of those, specifically the workplace innovation one, can you give me an yeah. example of what one of the challenges would be that an organization would come to you with and what that kind of would look like going through the process of trying to solve it in some way? Yeah, yeah. No, there's so many different ones. Um, I'll, I'll pick one that um, perhaps everyone might have a, a connection to in one way or the other. So one of our host organizations is the Canadian Mental Health Association. And, um, and they came to us with you know, a whole range of different um, challenges that they were looking to solve. And, and one of them was actually rooted in a, um, in a small rural community north of here, where they noticed that there was a significant challenge um, with suicide in a particular community. And, um, and what they came to understand and in that whole space is that there's a huge risk when, um, when someone does take their own life that the 10 closest people connected by that person are also at great risk. So um, unfortunately, this one particular community was having a real challenge with um, how do they... Um, how do they intervene at an early enough stage to support the people that um, were close to that individual? And so they didn't have a um, sort of a, a policy framework and a set of tools to do that engagement. So we actually had a workplace innovation team that, um, that immersed themselves in that problem, did a ton of um, research into other jurisdictions. And I think they did a lot of um, unearthed a lot of potential models in Australia and New Zealand, actually, that um, that they took the inspiration from some of those models and were able to come up with a, a framework that could that could be adapted to um, this local context. And, uh, and after the team, the student team that led that work got that underway and kind of presented it and sort of mobilized that knowledge into the local community, about a year later, that local community then adopted a broader protocol and set of practices in place to best address the issue. Um, and I think that's a, that's a neat example in, in some spaces, 
especially at the University of Waterloo, we tend to be very STEM focused, like science, technology, engineering, and math, and thinking about we need to actually build a technology to solve a problem. Um, and in this particular context, it was actually a social innovation uh, that the team put forward, a policy innovation that made some real meaningful change, right? Um, so that's one example of just like the sort of the, you know, the complexity of problems that can come out of these host organizations and can create these opportunities for students to make a meaningful difference in, in coming up with new ideas, right? For sure. Um, another question I wanted to ask was for the Indigenous Entrepreneurship Training Program. Mm -hmm. When you decided that that's something that you wanted to pursue and kind of add to Greenhouse, what is sort of the things that you went about in order to make that happen? Yeah, I, we actually got a, a mini podcast on this that I can share with you afterwards and your, your listeners afterwards if they're interested. Um, I mean, one of the first steps, of course, is, um, you know, you, you need to you need to bring in-house those folks that have that direct lived experience. Right. So um, so our Indigenous Entrepreneurship um, Program Manager, Jacob Crane, is a, um, a multiple times over entrepreneur in his own right so has that direct um, lived experience. Um, so that was like a core um, fundamental piece. And then another piece, you know, is having a team that um, is, is not Indigenous. We needed to make sure that we, we upped our game in terms of our own cultural awareness and understanding. And so um, at St. Paul's University College, um, we also host the Warloo Indigenous Student Center um, for the entire university. And um, so as a result, um, folks from the center actually put together um, engaging learning modules and training, which all of our staff um, engaged in. But we also made that training available to any, any organizations that we were going to be engaging with where um, we'd be supporting Indigenous students to take action in certain, on certain topics. So, um, so there's, there's definitely some core infrastructure that you need to have in place. And then through the work that Jacob's been leading, he's building out his own network of elders, um, indigenous entrepreneurs, and just kind of creating an entire um, necessary support network for these students to engage with, right? So that they have access to that, um, that mentorship, that, that peer environment. Um, and then of course, over time, and this is the same with um, the other greenhouse programs that we run, every student that we engage with, you know, going forward, they become an alumni and, you know, they, they play a critical role in further building out the program because if we can continue to keep them engaged, they actually help, um, you know, share their um, learning, share their advice, open doors to current students, right? So, so that's also critically a uh, critical uh, important piece to this as well is it's community, it's ultimately community building and you got to start somewhere and you just sort of um, build it out from there, right? Um, but yeah, the big piece with that program as well is partnerships. So something that at the University of Waterloo, we don't have very many um, Indigenous students, like out of a population of 40,000 students at UW, any given year, we may have 250 students that self-identify as Indigenous. So it's something that um, we just don't have a very big population for a variety of reasons, uh, many barriers, of course, as well. So um, in constructing this program, you have to think about partnerships and finding pathways to, um, to eliminate barriers. So that's where we're 
in conversations with different post-secondary institutions across the country that have a wider um, access and, and, um, and deliver programming to Indigenous students in their communities and partnering with them um, to add this other piece, right? This other level of support for students that want to start things. So partnerships are pretty critical. And, um, and, and then there's that whole, whole area of, you know, we're not in a position to say that we, we, we can, you know, we're in any position to actually build the programming for Indigenous students, right? We need to have the community build that, right? And then we can be there to support. We can also be there to, you know, lend our experiences and what we've learned through Greenhouse. Um, but we very much need to be, um, you know, in the background supporting and not, and not leading it directly, so. Awesome. Okay, and for the sake of time, I only have one more mm -hmm. question for you. And that's yeah. just, could you give us, do you have any one piece of advice that you would have for someone who's looking to create an impactful career um, or an impactful life in general? Oh, wow. One piece of advice, hey? <laughs> I saw this question and there's so many pieces of advice I could offer. Um, I guess I would say, yeah, well, I, and this draws on my own personal experience, but also my experience in supporting students is, um, you know, when you're tapping into um, wanting to make a change and make impact in, out in the world, um, in many ways, it can just, you, who you, what you end up changing is ultimately yourself in some ways, right? And so I would just say, like, being open to that experience. And if you've got, if you're lucky enough to have a strong fire in the belly about something that you want to make a difference in and then, you know, um, and move it forward. I, this is probably multiple pieces of advice for your <laughs> audience. Um, if you've got that fire in the belly, um, you know, don't do it alone. You need to start reaching out, you know, regardless of what, um, you know, college, university, local community that you're in, reach out to other people that there's other people out there that want to want to help and support you and, and share a, a similar burning desire to make a change. So it's a real opportunity to just build the community around you to make things happen. Um, and don't feel like you have to do it alone, right? That's, uh, you know, it's more impactful, actually, if you can build a build a group around you in some way. And if you're lucky enough to go to a school that has a, a dedicated kind of incubator that can help support you in that, then um, yeah, then definitely that's a great place to start to build community, so. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us. I really appreciate it. And for the audience, if you wanna learn more about Greenhouse, you can visit their website at uwaterloo.ca slash St. Paul slash Greenhouse. Thank you so much. Awesome. My